So today I want to speak to you on what I've titled, in the next few weeks I'll be teaching on kingdom behavior. We've dealt with kingdom mindset, now we are talking about kingdom behavior. Somebody say kingdom behavior. behavior. How you need to behave in the kingdom. See, when you go to the courtroom, Grace, can you talk anyhow and behave anyhow? You can go to jail, isn't it? For what? Contempt. Yes. The lawyer says if you misbehave in the courtroom, you can be charged with what? Contempt. Yes. And go to jail. If you go to the hospital, there is a way you are expected to behave. You cannot go and be shouting and screaming in the theater because your wife or your daughter is being and is undergoing surgery. Are you getting me? In fact, they make sure you don't stay in there. There are certain surgeries, the doctors will tell you, wait behind. You wait somewhere else and whether they are killing your child or they are doing what to whoever, you, they, you, you have got no right to assess the theater. They ask you to stay outside. Why? Because that is how you are supposed to conduct yourself in that hospital. In the same manner, every one of us must understand, you cannot just come around here and behave anyhow. Tell your neighbor you can't behave anyhow here. This is the house of God. Yes, it's the house of our father, but that does not mean that you can come around and behave anyhow. Are we together? Yes, sir. It's going to be hot in here in the next few weeks. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Kingdom behavior. Tell your neighbor kingdom behavior. Kingdom behavior. Yeah, so there is a way you are expected to behave. Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States of America once said, I always judge a man's religion by his life. He says, I, by the way someone live, I am able to judge the person's religion, the person's faith. The question is, can the way you behave predict to someone who is not a church member that you are a member of GAM? Hello? Yes, tell your neighbor kingdom behavior. Now go with me to First Timothy chapter 3, reading from verses 14. First Timothy chapter 3, verses 14. Shall we all read one go? Now, read, give me in New King James. Um, now, now, this is Apostle Paul writing to his son, Timothy, a young pastor, and telling him how he's supposed to conduct himself as a man of God. And so, let's read and hear what he says. One go. Everyone, let's read from the top of our voice. One go. I write. Again, how you ought to what? Conduct yourself where? In the house of God. There is a way, there is an expectation on how you are expected to conduct yourself. The fact that you are saved and we are going to heaven does not mean you must come around and behave anyhow. Hallelujah. Are we together? He says, I am writing these things to you so that you will know how you are expected to conduct yourself in the house of God. 
Here in the house of God, there is a way. There is a code of conduct. There is a way you are expected to behave. And it is all written here in the scriptures. How you are expected to what? Conduct yourself. In the house of God. Which is what? Now, oh, let's read it. it is there. Which is what? Of the living God. Imagine, he says, I am writing these things to you so that you will know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. So there is a way God expects you to conduct yourself here in his house. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are going to run through them in the next few weeks and we expect every one of us to go by that. Now let me say this. If you go to court and you misbehave, they say they will put you in jail. If you go to the hospital and you misbehave, they will possibly call security for you and drive you out. So we are all going to also decide if you misbehave here in God's house, how we are supposed to treat you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we together? Are we here? Yes. yes. So you say, Andy, now this is the house of God. This is the house of my father. So you just come around here and behave anyhow. No. Amen? He says, I am writing these things to you so that you will know how you are expected to conduct yourself in the house of God. Now go to Philippians 1.27. Let's hear what he says to the Philippian church also. Philippians 1.27. What does Apostle Paul say? Shall we read one go? He says, let your what? Conduct your behavior. Be worthy of what? Ask your neighbor, is your conduct worthy of the behavior of the gospel of Christ? Ask, ask someone, ask someone. Is your conduct worthy of the gospel of Christ? He says, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. In other words, what you are doing would have Christ done the same. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we here? Yes. Yes. So in every situation you find yourself, ask yourself, what would have Christ done in this situation? He says, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or I am what? Yes. I may hear of what? Yes. The, the things you do. That you may stand fast in one spirit. With one mind. Striving together. For the faith of the gospel. Whether the man of God is here or not. There is a way you are expected to conduct yourself. Somebody shout amen to that. Amen. Where that pastor is in your house or not. You see, if I say I am visiting somebody this week, I think that whole week there will be fasting and prayer. There will be cleaning in the house. There will be, so, I mean, so much will go on. In fact, the fridge will be clean of all funny, funny things. But guess what? The question is, you don't have to let a man of God, most of the time, I mean, there are some people, even if I'm visiting you, I will not tell you. And this is what I'm going to do. There is one thing I don't do. Visit going to people's houses. I don't. I, I intentionally avoid. In fact, in this whole 11 years, I've gone to only about 10 houses. All these times I've been to Kenya, I have been to only 10 houses, 10 homes. If you are among the 10, that means you are blessed. Hear me? If you are not among the ten, get ready. I am going to come like judgment day these days. <laughs> Amen? 
I will come like what? Judgment day. You'll be hearing a knock. And we'll see all the things you have been doing. I will come with a camera to shoot. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are we here? Yeah, so start behaving yourself. The Bible says, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel. Ask your, ask, is your conduct, you see, there are many people who don't go to church. The only church they go to is your life. Your lifestyle is their church. They don't read the Bible. The only Bible they read is your life. So when you are walking around and going up and down, the question is, which chapter of the Bible have you opened? You have opened maybe, what is your name? Lanya chapter 5 verse 3. And that chapter 5 verse 3, what are people reading? Are we hearing me? Yes, the only Bible setting people read is your life. And you see, one of the greatest things I always tell God is that my life should not be the reason why somebody stays out of church or somebody stays out of the kingdom. Are we hearing me? It is a dangerous place to be when your very life is literally driving people out of the kingdom because of what you do, because of how you behave. It should be that your life should be drawing souls to the kingdom and not be drawing souls out of the kingdom. Are we together? You know, so what is expected of you as, as, as your conduct in the house of God? Number one, kingdom behavior. Number one, what is expected of you? Be an example unto, to others. Be an example for others to emulate. You are the Bible someone else is reading. Are we here? How? I mean, what kind of an example are you are you showing out there for someone to emulate? The first thing, the first thing you need to know when it comes to kingdom behavior is that let your life be an example. Tell your neighbor, let your life be an example. Let your life be an example. See, have you ever been motivated by somebody's lifestyle? Yeah, let it be that someone will look at you and they will desire to love God. They will desire to come to church. They will desire to serve God. They will desire to do the things of God. Let your life be an example. You see, you may not be preaching like some of us, but guess what? Just by your lifestyle, how committed you are to the things of God, how committed you are to church, guess what? People would just love to connect with God. Just your lifestyle. And if you are that kind of a person, your lifestyle is drawing people out of church. I'm telling you, if it is a dangerous place to be. You don't want to be in the bad books of Jehovah. Are you hearing me? Let your life be an example unto others. Give me first Timothy 4 verse 12. First Timothy 4 verse 12. Shall we read one go? But be an and set a pattern for. No, 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 no. I, I want you, media guys, I mean, put in speech, conduct, love, faith, put it one, 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 and then we break it down. Yeah? So it says, be an example. Now you write, you write it from be an example, number one, and set a pattern for others, other believers in what? Some of you, the way you talk. Somebody say, hey, hey. 
One day I called someone. I accidentally called a person with the wrong line. I mean, not my usual phone. Who are you? They said it in uh, Ninani. How do you say it? Yes, Ninani. And I'm like, hey. I mean, the, the response. I'm like, um, please, before I even began to explain who I am, you, you, why do you call people by heart? Start talking wrong. I mean, you need to let your speech be an example. He says, I said, right, be an example in then report point speech. Yes. He said, be an example in what? Okay, give me the scripture first as you work on the other things. Give me the scripture. He said, be an example in? The next one was in? In conduct. Be an example and set the pattern number one in speech and in conduct. They are selling people the things they say. I'm telling you, it literally discredits your person, your life. Have you talked to somebody and you, after talking to them, you feel like you have sinned? Hello? Yeah. The things they say. Ungodly, impure thoughts and things that come out of their mouths. So be an example in, and, and set a pattern for other believers in speech, in conduct, in what? In the way you love. In your faith. And in moral purity. In your moral purity. You see, you see I, I always say morality is different from Christianity. Or being your Christian faith. But guess what? You can never separate the two. Are you hearing me? Yeah. You must have moral purity. That somebody looks at you and they feel like, ah, you look like Christ. You behave like Christ. Everything around you, morally, you are sound. So be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in your faith. Ask your neighbor, are you an example? Are you an example? Are you an example unto others in your speech, in your conduct, in your love, in your faith, and in your moral purity? Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, you can never ever evangelize to someone, win a soul to someone when they know you yourself, your life itself is questionable. Are you getting me? In your neighborhood, if we are to come to your estate, every, do we even say this one is a pastor? They will begin to wonder, which one? <laughs> are you getting me? Yeah. So you must be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in moral what? Yes, that is what Christ expects of you. You, you see, you must be an example unto others. And you see, Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2, he says, for you are an epistle. You are like, do you know what epistles are? Epistles are the letters Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, in Rome, in Philippi, in Ephesians, all the book of Romans, the book of Philippines, the book of... Um, 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 Ephesians, and all those books, they are called epistles. And Apostle Paul likens us to one of those books. 
Are you hearing me? He said, you are an epistle written not with ink, but written by us. Written by the Spirit of God. You are just like one of the books of the Bible. So as you go about your daily activities, guess what? People are reading you. Hello? Yes. Tell your neighbor you are an epistle. Yeah, you are, you are like a book in the Bible somebody is reading. For you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by who? What is on the screen? Let's follow the screen. Shall we read what is written on the screen? One go. Now, the word epistle, I said, is the books, like written by Apostle Paul. So it's like you are. To paraphrase it, you are a book or a, a book in the Bible that has been written your life. Yeah? It's a book somebody is reading. What are they reading? How well can your life motivate others? See, the Bible calls us ambassadors of Christ here on earth. We are representing Christ. In your neighborhood, you are not just representing Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, you are representing us as Grace Arena. So that is why very soon we will tell some of us, some of you, not to come to church again. You know why? Because you are representing us badly. Hallelujah. Amen. Or the best thing is we will set up a church for you in Kahawa and we say, stay there. So that you attract your kind. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Are we here? Yes. yes you are our, come on, you are our, I told you about the other day, somebody was wearing, um, those days, if we had not even started church, wearing a dome t-shirt. And the person was wearing a dome t-shirt and uh, um, was entering into a pub. You know, those are our yellow dome t-shirts. My name is written David Ousu Ministry. So the person had forgotten himself. So as he was entering into the pub, he sees one person coming out, oh, you are a dome member. I'm also a dome member. Wow. So, see, so, <laughs> so guess what? It occurred to him, the person read the t-shirt. He had to go back and go and change. <laughs> are you getting the point? Yeah, he said, when they saw, when the person saw the dome t-shirt, said, wow, you are a dome t-shirt. I'm a, I'm a dome. He says, you are a dome member. I'm also a dome member. Yeah. Uh, says, I'm even leaving. It was Saturday evening. He said, I'm going to watch Grace Hour. She's leaving the pub to go and watch Grace Hour. Someone else is entering the pub. <laughs> Somebody say, Wow. Wow. <laughs> they went back home. Somebody say, Mercy. We will send some, some of our security guys to be going to check those areas. If we find you and you are wearing our t-shirt. <laughs> are we together? Yeah. So you must understand that you are an epistle. Somebody say an epistle. Shout it. Say I'm an epistle. I'm an epistle. Shout it. Say I'm an epistle. I am an epistle. Yeah, you are not just an ordinary person. See, see, Christianity is not just a tag that you put on yourself. It's a lifestyle. Your life must show that you are a Christian. Your speech must show that you are a Christian. Amen? Amen. 
Amen. Every single thing about you must depict that you are. You are letter of what? You are letter of what? Written in our hearts, recognized and read by all. Yes, by everyone. Can we recommend you? Can, can, can we recommend you? So the question is, when we come to your workplace and we say you are a pastor, would, how would they see you? Would they go like, which one? Oh yeah, oh this one, we knew, we knew. Amen? Verse 3. Shall we read one go? Yes, you are clearly, you are an epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with what? The spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of the flesh. That is the heart. Tell your neighbor, you are an epistle. You are an epistle. You are a Bible someone is reading. You are a Bible someone is reading. Yeah, which part of the Bible have you opened to? Is it a past that says you, you cannot be controlled in your neighborhood? Or you fight everybody in that estate? Hallelujah. Number two, the first thing is that you need to understand that you must what, set an example for others to emulate. That is the first thing you need to know as in kingdom behavior. How well are you setting an example for others to emulate? I mean, so you, you are a Bible someone is reading. Number two, you must be fruitful as a believer. What I mean by fruitful is that adding good virtues to your faith. You must be fruitful as a believer. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 5 that you need to add to your faith virtue. Unto virtue knowledge and to knowledge self-control. You, you see, scripture actually puts there, but it says, but Give me that scripture, 2 Timothy 1 5. You say, but also for this reason, giving all diligence out to your faith, what? Now, the, the word faith there is not like faith, as in having faith um, 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 that God is going to do something. The word faith there is pistis. The, 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 that is the Greek word for the, for the word faith there, which actually means your Christian faith. Add to your Christian faith certain virtues. Like I said, morality is different from Christianity. But the fact that you are a Christian, people must see some level of moral standards in you. Are we together? Yeah. So he says, add to your faith. What? Come on. What? And to your virtue. Yeah, add to your faith certain virtues. And to your virtue, knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. Knowledge. For you to be fruitful in the... Okay, let's go back. Let's read to the end and I'll come back. Shall we read everyone? Now, let's remove the word faith. I'm explaining the word faith. Your Christian faith. Add to your Christian faith. Now, let's read it that way. One go. Knowledge. 
to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, what? Uh Uh-huh. To godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, what? Now, let's read what is there, verse 8. That is what I want you to know. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be what? Barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, for you to be fruitful in the kingdom, you must abound in these things. Hello? Some of us are barren in the kingdom because we are not abounding in knowledge, in self-control, in perseverance, in godliness, in all those things that are listed there. We are not being fruitful as Christians. Why? Because we are, it says, if these things are yours and abound. Somebody say abound. Shout it like your voice is yours. Say abound. Shout it, say abound. Now, so what are those things? Now we go back. Go back to one of those things. Say, um, 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 giving all diligence, add to your Christian faith virtue. Somebody say virtue. virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. and to knowledge. Now, what are some of the virtues you need to add to yourself? Self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly. What, what are some of the virtues you think you yourself you need? Or you don't know what virtues are? We are good English people. What virtues do you need to add? You yourself. This is a self-check. Yourself. Ask yourself, okay, what, what am I lacking? What virtues do you need to add? Write it down. Write, look, write it down. Virtues, what virtues do I need to add to my life? What am I lacking? What virtues? Write it down. Write. Not, not, not write these, oh. These are mine. That is what the Bible is saying. Now write your own. Maybe it can be it can be part of it. Maybe you still need self-control or something. What are the virtues? Says, add to your Christian faith knowledge and, and add to your Christian faith virtue, to your virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance self-control. And to self-control, um, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. You need to add certain virtues to you. Some of you, I know, you need to add honesty. Some of you, you can lie. You lie and you don't blink an eye. Yes, so what have you written? Tell us, at least you have written something. Yes, who who can tell us what they they wrote? Yes, Maureen, you you raised your hand. What have you written? Patience, yes. Yes, what have you written? Nessie, what did you write? Patience. There's, there are a lot of impatient people in this church. <laughs> what have you written? Mushiri, what did you write? Concentration. Wow. <laughs> yes. PK, I'm looking at you. What did you write? Ah, patience. I think patience... Ruth, check what he wrote and tell us. I don't think he wrote patience. Yes, what did you write? Yes, Jane? Diligence, yes. You see, you must add to your faith something. Some virtues. So that you will not be barren nor unfruitful in the land. 
Now, these guys, what is wrong with them? Are we here? Yes. So, as a believer, the second thing you need to know is that you need to add what? You must be fruitful by adding good virtues to your faith. That is kingdom behavior. The first one is that be an example for others to emulate. Number two, be fruit, be, you must be fruitful by adding certain virtues to your Christian faith. And I've written some here, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. These are virtues God expects of us to add. Amen? Yes. So, we are teaching you how you are expected to conduct yourself in the house of the Lord. We are not perfect. Yes, we believe and nobody is. But at least make an improvement. Strive for perfection. Are we here? Yes. Work on yourself. So that you don't become barren and unfruitful in the kingdom. Now let's read the scripture again. First Peter. Mm-hmm. Shall we read one go? To virtue what? Tell your neighbor knowledge. Knowledge. Tell your neighbor knowledge. Knowledge. The Bible says my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Yes, most people don't seek knowledge. Some of you have bought books. When the man of God came here, I mean, we brought guests here, they brought books. You bought some of them, you bought all the books. You have not even read one. Are you hearing me? In fact, you bought my book five years ago. You've not even read it. It's still on your shelf. I mean, surely. How do you expect to be fruitful in the kingdom? Amen? Yes. How do you expect to be fruitful in the kingdom? You don't read. Readers are leaders. Amen? You must advance yourself with knowledge. The only thing you know is the things you used to know five, ten years ago. That is why you are not growing, you are not developing. So, and God expects us to add knowledge. This is the word of God. Amen? He says, add to your Christian faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. Seek knowledge. Advance yourself. Read. Tell your neighbor, read. Read. Yes. And to knowledge what? Self-control. And to self-control? Perseverance. And to perseverance? Now, what do you understand by godliness? I mean, acts like. You see, sometimes you need to let people see the God in you. Are we here? Yeah. There are some people, they are very spiritual and charismatic, but zero godliness. Charisma without character. Are you hearing me? Did you hear what I said? Yes. Sir. Charisma without what? Character. Yeah, you can't go far. I can confidently tell you that. If you've got charisma, it doesn't matter how charismatic you are. If you don't have quality character to match up with it, you cannot go far. There are certain levels you can never get to if you have charisma without character. Because your charisma will open the doors for you, but it's your character that will keep you in the door. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yeah. Give us. Now, they are giving us the definition of godliness. Now, are you going to read? Can you bold in it? If you have put it, you make it 
readable for everyone. Shall we read one go? What is the definition? The quality or the practice of conforming to the laws and the wishes of God. You hear that? The quality or and what? The practice. Somebody say practice. Of what? Conforming to the laws and the wishes of God. How well are you conforming to the laws? Some of us, you, you disobey the laws of God as if you are disobeying the laws of Kenya. Hey. The quality and the practice of conforming to the laws and the wish, what God expects of you, you are practicing it. That is godliness. Somebody say godliness. Godliness. Somebody shout godliness. Godliness. Point number three. Let me end with the last point and then we can continue on next week. So the first one is what? Kingdom behavior. What is the first one? Be an Yes, be an now, how many of us here, let me ask this. The last week or the week before, the sermon you had in church, you, you preached it to someone. Is anyone here? You preached the sermon to someone. Okay, one, two, three. Now, listen to me. I always tell you, whatever you hear here, go and replicate it. Preach the word of God to someone. I, so, you don't have anybody you can preach to. No, I mean, in your, your brother, your sister, your friend. Oh, I always tell you, you can, you can refuse not to quote me. Say you, just say you were reading. Maybe you want to say, you didn't want to quote me. You read the Bible. You read. You got some rema. You want to share the rema with your friend. Somebody say rema. Yes, I, I, I've got some rema word I want to share with you. Now you go and you repeat. Somebody say repeat. Repeat, repeat the word to someone. This is a sermon I have taken my time. I slept at 4 today, 4 a.m. All right? Yeah. And I'm here preaching, and I'm still preaching in the evening. But some, you, are, you don't know how it appeared. The word appeared. You just appeared here. You are receiving. You are enjoying. You are going home. Fine. But make sure you repeat the word so that it, you can own it. Amen? It becomes part of you. Even if you, it's your children, share the word with them. Don't just receive them. Find someone after today to, to make your church member. Amen? The person does not need to be from church because they are, I mean, those that are from church, we all heard the word. But someone else that is not here, share the word with them. For you know, they'll be calling you for prayer and they'll be sending you tithes and offerings. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Point number three. Be careful of what you say and how you say it. Kingdom behavior. Be careful of what you say and how you say it. I think personally, my only problem, personally, my, I have, we all, nobody is perfect, isn't it? Me, I have a problem on the second part, how to say it. That is my only problem. That is where I'm working on. I'm working on it. What to say, I don't have, but how to say it. Because I don't know how to sugarcoat things, how to make it look nice. That is my problem. How to say it. Amen? Colossians chapter 4, verse 5. Shall we read one go? Let your speech always be what? With what? 
With what? Seasoned with what? Hey, some of us are speech is seasoned with pepper. With chili, hot one. Chili from Nigeria. The Ghana one is not very hot. He <laughs> said, let your speech be seasoned with what? Salt. With salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Somebody say mercy. Oh, see. Yeah, so as part of kingdom behavior, God is telling all of us, you need to know how to manage what you say. And how to say it. Amen? Amen. Say, let your speech be seasoned with grace. Be always with grace. And seasoned with salt. That you may know how you ought to answer everyone. As part of kingdom behavior, we need to know what to say. And when to say it. And how to say it. I always say, you don't just always have to speak because you have something to say. Are we here? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, I, let me tell you, when we were on campus, we used to have a Christian union. Um, 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 it was called um, Interhall Christian Fellowship, IHCF in, in Ghana. I mean, it was for all the halls in the campus. There was an interdenominational and non-denominational Christian body that for the, whole, for the whole campus. And I was one of the leaders on the campus, and we used to have meetings after every week. We used to go for meetings. Actually, we had two meetings, one an executive meeting where we make decisions and two a prayer meeting where we pray as leaders. Now, listen to this. There was one guy, one of my, um, um, my guys um, who was in the group. He was called Luis. Now, Luis, for all, I, I served on that board for three years. Second year, third year, final year. For all those years, the guy was on the board. He never uttered one word. All those years. I get him. He was on the board. We are making decisions. All those years, that guy never said yes or no. He sat. He was present in every meeting, but never spoke one word in all the meetings. We are making decisions. What program are we supposed to have? What are we? We are arguing sometimes about which preacher to invite. But all those years, three years, I sat on the board with him. He never spoke a word. Now hear me. When we are about to complete school and we sat down when we were, one day we were talking about people how people have served on the board and you know many people concluded that he's a wise man why because he was always quiet say ah this man is so gentle he's not like prophet yeah say Louis is so gentle why he never spoke a word and I asked him one time why he said that you never spoke a word all those years. He says, I didn't want my ignorance to be revealed. Wisdom. He didn't know certain things, so he didn't want to speak. Are you getting the point? Yeah, he didn't want everyone to know. He's ignorant. So his quietness was taken as wisdom. You know? Someone the other day came to me. He said, um, 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 I want you to be my spiritual father. Talk, talk, talk. Bragged from here to Timbuktu. <laughs> After he talked for like 30 minutes, he said, man of God, you are not saying anything. I said, by everything he was saying, he said, by experience. By experience. He was telling me by experience. He has so much experience. See, I also told him, by experience, I don't talk much. Yeah, 
I always say, there is one thing I've learned. Your silence can never be misquoted. Say it again. Say after me. Your silence, Your silence cannot be misquoted. Cannot be misquoted. Yeah. No one can misquote your silence. Oh, there was a conversation going on. You didn't say anything. Who is going to say you said something? But, but because you said something, they will add sugar and garnish what you said and replicate it somewhere else. And then by the time they are calling you to come and defend yourself, it is too late. Amen? So you need to know how to say, what to say, and how to say it, and even when to say it. Now let's go. I mean, I mean, I mean go with me to Proverbs chapter 15, 1 to 2. Proverbs 15, 1 to 2. Shall we read one go? A soft answer turns away what? But a harsh word stirs up what? Mm -hmm. A harsh word stirs up anger. But a soft answer turns away wrath. But the mouth of fools pours out what? Get, let's go to Ephesians chapter. Four. Shall we read every one of us one go? Wow. He said, let's no corrupt word. Somebody say corrupt word. Corrupt words. Some of you, how many corrupt words have you been speaking? Corrupt. How how clean, how pure, how Good is your word. Let no corrupt word come out of your mouth. The other day, somebody met someone somewhere and asked me, ah, Prof, is this person, I mean, I said, yes. Says, what I heard this person say, hey, I wondered whether this woman is still born again. I said, what was she saying? She said, the things I, she said, I can't even repeat. That was how bad it is. The person could not even repeat what has been said. See, you need to learn how to avoid corrupt conversations. Somebody say corrupt conversation. Corrupt conversation. Yeah. He said, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for necessary edification and that will impart grace onto his hearers. How well does your speech impart grace? Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So as a kingdom person, you need to know what to speak and how to say it. And I think, let me give the last point and then we, we, we can go. The last point because it connects with this one and then next week we can continue. As kingdom behavior, what is written there? Yes, the Bible says we should avoid false witness and gossip. It is written in the Holy Bible. I said, I'm teaching you how you are supposed to conduct yourself here. So if I call you and I tell you for one reason or the other, I expect you to join kingdom whatever, whatever church, you will understand. Are you hearing me? I'll just, I will not tell you God has told me because God would not have told me that it was, it would have been my own initiative 
to make sure you join the other church that is down the road. Amen? Or like I said, we set up a new church for you on Tikal Road somewhere, and then now we will get you another pastor. Or you become your own pastor. Hallelujah. Amen? Shall we read one go? Avoid what? False witness and gossip. Avoid what? False witness and gossip. Look at your neighbor and tell them. Tell them. Like now, you are still gossiping. We are telling you to avoid false witness and gossip. Even now, somebody is still gossiping. What is all this? Christians. Now, what is gossip? Now, let me tell you what I, my personal definition of gossip. If I hear something about minor and I don't tell minor, I go and tell Faith Harry, it's gossip. If I have heard, if the thing is about minor, I call minor. Okay, minor, this is what I've heard. I mean, how is it? If it's not true or true, it dies there. Are you getting me? But the moment you hear something about someone else and you don't tell the person, but you begin to run, hey, have you heard? Hey, have you heard what? That spirit of have you heard is terminated in this ministry in the name of Jesus. Amen. Like I have told you, I will give an example from now. But I mean, I'll put some people out of church and I'm going to continue to do that. But guess what? I will make sure from now I will announce it. Those I put out of church, I will say, um, from today, like they do it in the olden days. Um, we have put um, Sister um, Veronica out of church because of A, B, C, and D. Are you hearing me? Yes. And most of the time, the ladies, is only gossip. Ladies don't misbehave. It's only gossip. <laughs> Tell you about gossip. gossip. Yeah, so God requires us not to be gossipers. How many of us were there when we were doing training before we started church last year? When we were doing trainings for the workers? And one of the things we insisted was what? In this ministry, we don't. Yeah, if you hear a story about someone and you feel you cannot go to them and address it with them, please shut up. Tell your neighbor, shut up. Shut up. Yes. Put your, your, your zip, your mouth, your buka cavity. Close it. Amen? Yeah, if you feel you cannot rap about going to some, have you heard and have you heard, it does not edify God. It does not glorify God. Amen? Yes. If there is something you have heard, like me, me, you know me, if Mushiri comes to tell me something, I say, Mushiri, are you sure? So do I call Evelyn? That's what you said Evelyn did. I, I don't like, I just called three of you. This person is saying this. How is it? Yeah. That's how it is. But now going to hide and trying to now tell people other stories. No. Make sure you manage yourself. Tell your neighbor, manage yourself. Manage yourself. Now give me the scripture. Shall we read one? Go. Now this is Bible. Exodus chapter 23 verse 1 to 3. He said, do not pass on what? Yes. So if we hear you are a passer, you are those that pass on money, and you don't wait for citizen or KTN. You are not a journalist. To be selling stories, we need to bring you to order. Amen? Yeah, kingdom behavior requires that you do not pass on what? 
Yes, say don't pass on malicious gossip. And sometimes the gossip has got no basis. Sometimes, most of the time, it is not even true. Amen? Yeah. Don't link up with the wicked person and give a corrupt. I was there and they were not there. Have you been there? I was there when they were telling me the story and they were not there. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me well. What you don't want others to do to you, don't do to other people. Are you hearing me? Sometimes giving wrong and false witnesses can literally destroy someone. You were not there. You have not seen it. You are giving evidence. You have seen it. And you are making sure somebody goes down. It is not good. Are you hearing me? Yeah, false witness. You have not been there. He says, I was there. And they, they will swear. They will touch with the tank and sweep the ground. <laughs> me, I was there. May God have mercy on you. Amen. Tell your neighbor, kingdom behavior. Kingdom behavior. Let's be upstanding. Are you blessed you came to church? Yes. Yes. This is practical Christian living. We have not finished though. They are about 10. So, Kingdom behavior. I mean, even your attendance to church is part of king. God expects you to be here. Amen? Yeah. It's part of kingdom behavior. And then we are going to go through all of it. So that you know what is expected of you as a child of God. What God expects of you and what your church also expects of you. I want you to talk to God this morning and tell the Lord, Father, help me to conduct myself worthy of the gospel. Help me to conduct myself worthy of the gospel. Help me to conduct myself. Come on, begin to talk to God. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Lift up your voice. Talk to the Lord. Lift up your voice. Father, help us to live our lives worthy of the gospel. Help us to live our lives worthy of the gospel. Shalala <laughs> 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 
Oh 